seeing the spaces through the spaces. I know that sounds cryptic and weird, but uh, it's been a challenge lately, and uh, yours truly is going to elaborate on it here briefly in just a second on this episode of the Gratitude Journal Podcast. This is the Gratitude Journal Podcast. Ah, yes. The smell of fudge on the stove upstairs, permeating, uh, infiltrating every crack and crevice of the domicile here in Northeast Ohio. Ah, even me inside the basement lair can sense that we're about, uh, I would say we're about nine or ten minutes away from having the rich, luxurious essence of Donna's famous fudge moving through every crack and crevice of my corpus. Ah, you fudge lovers, ah, jealousy, jealousy. Yes, I know. Hey there, it's Matthew, uh, deep inside the basement lair on this, a Sunday morning, which just happens to be a brilliantly sunny day here in early February. Not a cloud in the sky, same yesterday. Went over to visit my parents yesterday as we usually try to do on Saturdays. And uh, I was trying to explain to them, there's not a cloud in the sky. It's brilliantly sunny. Yes, it's cold, much like today. Temperatures in the low 30s. It won't climb much higher than that. And of course, my parents, like they won't lift up the curtain in their room. I mean, it's like walking into a mausoleum. It's dark. They won't, you know, like we put the blinds up and they put that blind down. You know, they just don't don't want to have anything to do with the outside world. And I'm trying to struggle to remember the last time my 95-year-old parents have actually sniffed the outside air. I'm not going to say it's been a good probably couple of years because One of my siblings took them to get some booster COVID shot and they had to go outside to do it. And they sort of whined and complained the whole time. But to try to explain to them, yes, it's it's really nice today. Yes, it's very cold, but a very rare couple of days of sunshine. I'm not the only person who complains about the lack of sunshine here in Northeast Ohio. There are a couple of people at the work site who are also sort of sun gods and sun goddesses. And, you know, they lament the fact that Northeast Ohio was really devoid of sun. I would say from like November until maybe April. I mean, it just doesn't make much of an appearance. And it was the same during our residence in Pittsburgh for five years. I think Donna nailed it down, the research she did, 52 days where there is noticeable sunshine in Pittsburgh in that particular year. I think maybe it was like 2006 or 2007. I can't be sure. Uh, Much the same here. But I am grateful that I can look up through my little glass block window and I see what I presume to be as blue sky sunshine permeating, rolling through uh, the pine trees on the outside of the front yard. And I know that I am now at least seven minutes away from tasting fudge. I've been dealing with a lot of regret lately, and I think I would have to maybe like deep a 
take a deep dive into trying to explain exactly how that regret feels. And there have been times over 2023 where I felt myself kind of go into some fairly dark uh, chasms of depression over the fact that maybe I had not really accomplished or done the things that I was supposed to do. Now, the operative word is supposed to do because I believe that it's the great intention of our parents as it is the intention of my siblings, who are also wonderful parents, that they want the best things for their children. They want them all to follow a kind of a game plan. And early on, and I think I've referenced this before, the game plan was very much in evidence. I mean, early in grade school, I mean, I'm thinking like sixth or seventh grade, because I remember getting like this um, very ornate, detailed list of courses, like a couple of years down the road, offered by our high school to be about what I was going to do to fill up my academic time as a freshman. Now, I'm in seventh grade thinking, wait a minute now, I haven't even finished seventh grade. I got to go through eighth grade yet. Why am I worrying about high school? And I remember leaving my desk, going up to Mrs. Wittig's desk, standing right next to her desk. Yes, uh, enraptured by the smell of her perfume and uh, various female body parts that I already knew that I was pretty much attracted to. So it was <laughs> it was tough standing next to her desk, okay? But I had to do it because she was quizzing me. Matthew, now I'm going to set you up for algebra in freshman year. That's first semester. And then, I mean, we rolled through all these classes. Like one, I didn't know what any of these classes even meant. And two, I figured, okay, if it's not like writing or something creative or literature, I really don't want to be bothered with it. But I think it was their intention, as I understand it now, that they were setting us up for great things. Okay. Like follow a game plan and you, you know, set yourself up to fail less than if you didn't have any game plan at all. I knew I wasn't going to go into the military, even though I kind of thought a little bit about the air force, but the military wasn't my thing. And I just didn't want to like get a job in a factory. I certainly had my eyes set on doing something academic. So I think we early on have been set up with this game plan that we have to follow. Now, the other night it was beer school time and my nephews come up as my older sister's kids and they're kind of into beer and they journey up to uh, our neck of the woods on Friday night. Usually I go down there. I usually have a designated driver, but I don't have my designated driver anymore. So we all went to a couple of uh, breweries and we discussed beer and we talked about beer and they look at Uncle Matthew and they say, uh, you know, is, now the, the ABV, what am I going to taste here? That kind of thing. And so we call it beer school. But basically, it's just we get together and try different beers. 
and, uh, you know, catch up on stuff. Well, I bring that up because my nephews have not followed the game plan. And as much as my sister, who is really uh, a clone copy of my mother in terms of just her dedication to her family, her dedication to her church. And I mean, it's really uh, interesting how much I think my sister Anne sort of mimics my mother. She wants the same thing for her sons. Well, Alex and Anthony, they're just not that kind of, uh, they haven't followed that kind of game plan. They're working. They didn't go the college route. They were playing in a band for many years. I mean, I've been following their band for the last decade. That band has since gone away. And so now they're, you know, they've journeyed into like a starting a clothing line. Uh, they've made multiple trips to Japan because they're, you know, transfixed with Asian culture and the, they're trying to ascertain, you know, their appreciation of the quote unquote finer things in life. And, you know, I consider craft beer one of the finer things in life. So I am impressed like that they would move me into the direction of maybe playing a mentor for them. So I bring all of this up because I believe that this depression that I had been experiencing and still experience to a certain extent is because I know that like them, I really did not follow the game plan. And while I got a college degree, my game plan was A, going to a Catholic seminary to be a priest. I mean, nobody does that. I mean, not a whole lot of people do that. Hence why there's such a shortage of priests. And two, I didn't follow through on that. So I was for a little while, pretty much a big failure, you know, to my parents. And so it has been my job, as I explained to them on Friday night, to try to not get wrapped up in the big picture uh, and um, to instead focus on these small little spaces, these little gaps of success, because I believe if we continue, you know, to measure ourselves to the other people who have followed the game plan and we have not followed the game plan, I think there's immediately going to be disappointment. Now you're saying, well, if you recognize that, then why the hell were you on the doorstep of more therapy? Well, I don't know the answer to that. I mean, isn't this why we do podcasts? So we stand in front of a, or in my case, sit in front of a microphone and wax philosophic about the issues that we experience, hoping, you know, that maybe by sounding it out, by verbalizing it, we are a, you know, saving $150 an hour by paying somebody to do it and uh, B, that we're going to get, you know, an answer or some kind of insight. And I think that being able to verbalize this to them Friday night, like, hey, you know what? You have a whole life ahead of you. Like, there is plenty of time to go to college. There is plenty of time to do career searches. There's plenty of time to go to a trade school to learn something. But you know, whatever or wherever you are in your path, in your journey, 
you have to find these little gaps, these little crevices, these little spaces of understanding that maybe propels you to the next level because not everybody has that journey. Not everybody is on that journey, regardless of how how important it is to the people who, you know, mentor us and want us, you know, to be on this path of success. I mean, everybody wants that for the people that they care about, but it is not a journey that maybe is right for everybody. And it's a journey that not everybody is going to follow. And so I think that it's our job to try to find these small spaces where we don't have regret and we realize the positive impact that we've had on others and that we come to the understanding that it's our duty, you know, it's our job to continue to figure out ways that, you know, life satisfies us beyond what everybody else's expectations of us are. And as I'm verbalizing that and I say that, I think that's critical and I think it's important. However, um, it's not necessarily something that I follow to a T all the time. Yeah, you know, I admit I've had some a pretty uh, dark, uh, down in the dumps moments in trying to ascertain my understanding of this. And I, by no means, even though there is massive amounts of sunshine outside and there is going to be some really tantalizing fudge here in several minutes on the inside, uh, that really is not um, an automatic invite to have, you know, mental health about this because I have really struggled with trying to understand my place in the world and, you know, where I am in relation to where I should be. I mean, I traveled around a lot and people my age now are talking about, you know, retirements and pensions and things like that. And when you're a radio vagabond, like I sort of was, there really isn't a lot of time to build up, you know, those kinds of um, uh, nest eggs when you're just leaving, when you're leaving all the time. And I don't think we really think about those nest eggs. And I work with a couple of people now who have been, you know, at their current place, you know, for 25 years. And, you know, they probably have hundreds and thousands of dollars, you know, built up so they can retire on that. And, you know, I mean, great for them. That That's amazing. I think, you know, for the rest of us who in some way, shape or form are trying to play catch up, we sort of beat ourselves up. I know I do about the fact that I am woefully prepared for retirement. I just didn't think about it. And so when I get my social security piece of paper that tells me what I'm going to be earning, at least projected earning, you know, based on the fact that there still will be social security when I decide to retire. Yeah, it can be pretty depressing. And I am one of those persons who tends to gravitate towards beating myself up over not, I guess, not looking ahead to that 
space, you know, where I'm going to have to not have a job to rely on being able to survive. And I have given thought to what it's actually going to be like, you know, to sleep under a bridge when it's, you know, the same weather as it is today. I mean, what does that feel like? And what does it feel like to wander down to the Haven of Rest Ministries in the hope that you're going to have a cot for that night? I mean, these thoughts have sometimes gone through my head. And when I'm driving in downtown, you know, to a meeting or wherever we're going, and I see people waiting outside in line, I think, is that going to be me? Because I just made all of these horrible decisions or lack of decisions. And so I'm trying to play catch up. And these are issues that I'm not proud of. And so I think it's easy to want to beat yourself up over this because I'm very, very, very good at it. But I realize too that, you know, this is just a part of this time-space continuum where, you know, past and future really don't have a whole lot of bearing on things. I mean, it's my job to, and I think it's all of our, you know, all of us, we have a duty to, you know, perform as we are in the present moment and to, you know, meet what arises right now and try to do the best we can. Yesterday, we had coffee with my friend Brad. It's been quite some time and you know, Donna went with us. And so we were all sitting around. And of course, we met at a business college. I mean, I met Donna, my wife to be teaching at a business college. And I met Brad, he was, you know, doing something in administration at the same business college. And so we have this connection. And I said, okay, Donna says, well, maybe we ought to like get everybody together for like a reunion. And Brad and I kind of looked at each other and we went, okay, well, let's see. So-and-so passed away, but so-and-so is not here. So-and-so died. So I don't know how many, I mean, I'm in, you know, trying to remember what it was like in the faculty lounge of these faces. And I would say 90% of these faces are not even on the planet anymore. So it's going to be difficult to have a reunion. And so Brad said, well, how long has this been since we taught? And I said, well, I'm going to say, I'm going to venture a guess that it's been close to 40 years. And so 40 years ago, the whole world was ahead of us. I mean, in many ways, I was the same person as my nephews who we talked to about Friday night. The, the spaces were broad and wide and we had everything sort of in front of us. And I had just left the seminary and I needed a job and I didn't have a teaching degree and a business college at that time called proprietary business schools. They had faculty that, you know, as long as I had a degree, they didn't have to have a te- they didn't have to have a teaching certificate. And so that's what I did. I taught part-time. It sort of moved into a full-time role, but I didn't earn any money. I mean, I was constantly broke all the time. I, you know, ran up enormous amounts of credit card debt. I had credit card, you know, collection agencies calling me on Saturday morning and Sunday evening. And I mean, it was a horrible way to live. And I said to my nephews, you know, the one thing that I would say to you 
if I had any advice and not that I have any uh, experience with this, but something that I would have done that I wish you would do is to think about this space 40 years from now when you're going to be no longer either capable or maybe interested in having some career and you just want to do your thing and plant a garden and sit around and read or write or do whatever you do in quote unquote retirement, whatever that looks like, you are going to need some bucks. And so I would start thinking about this now. I'm really, really good at beating myself up. I mean, I'm really good about it. I'm really quite adept. I mean, if they gave out advanced degrees, I would easily be in a master's program and probably working on a PhD dissertation because I'm pretty good at it. And one of the things that I've talked about to various people in therapy, I'm due to talk to somebody else, I guess. I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan, you know, of, of sitting across from someone, hopefully in real time, because a lot of these folks, they want to meet via Zoom. And it's not the same thing. I am a big fan of that. I, I think it's very positive and I think it's very valuable. And I'm due to do that again, I think, because I think sometimes these feelings of regret or that I just haven't measured up, you know, they're, they're pretty strong. And it's, I think it's important to speak with someone about those things to see how you can try to overcome them because uh, they're very, these spaces of depression are very detrimental and I think they're very harmful and I think it's our job to try to get around those or find ways to overcome them. So that's my challenge. And I think if I were to impress upon a young person, and I've said this before to various family members, young people who are, you know, even at their young age are you know, far, far more financially successful than me, you know, do your part to plan ahead and look ahead because Man, 40 years, it can fly in an instant. It's not even funny. So I'm grateful for having little spaces of appreciation and living in the now and trying to get around these feeling of regrets, which seem to be very popular for me. <laughs> you know, they they seem to always be hanging around. And anytime I can get can move through them with some degree of success or certainty is kind of a win. So I'm grateful for that. I'm also grateful for this sunny day, actually a sunny weekend, and it's going to continue into next week because we just don't have that. And there's, even when it's cold, there's just something about, oh man, there's just something about, you know, walking outside and having to shield your face and it just feels so good and you just want to roll the windows down even when it's 30 degrees outside because it just feels so good and so I'm grateful for that and I'm grateful as I look up at the time knowing that you know Donna will probably yell down do you want the pan because we share the pan you know once once it's poured out into their little containers there's always you know fudge residue 
that uh, you know needs to be uh, harvested with you know a healthy sized spoon. And uh, I'm hopefully looking forward to the fact that maybe she'll offer it to me. So if she does, I'll certainly be grateful for that. So I know it's been a while since uh, we spoke, especially since this is our first podcast of the new year. I hopefully hopefully two two o two four is going well for you thus far, and uh, you will find these little spaces of non-regret and (laughs) try not to let it beat it up, beat you up too badly as it has been for me lately. And I'll work on that and update you uh, as we move along through this uh, new year. So thank you for uh, downloading and uh, listening to another episode of the Gratitude Journal podcast.